morning from California. It is uh, nine o'clock here. I'm Francisque Savignan, the founder and CEO of ePartrade. And with me this morning is uh, Judy Keen, the co-founder. Judy, how are you doing today? Great, great. Good morning. Excited to have S&W race cars on today. Excellent. So, I mean, you have been working with SNW for quite a long time, Judy, right? Yeah, probably 20 years now. And when I think about them, I just think of a generation of hardcore racers building race cars. They're a full service shop as, um, offering racing products and, and precision services. So they're full service. Excellent. I am getting a signal from a producer that we're getting joined by uh, Jeff Hammond. And uh, I see Jeff's name popping up. Good morning, Jeff. How are hey, you today? Morning. morning. And good you morning, have a special Dan. guest with you, don't you? Yes, I do. Daryl Gwynn, legendary drag racer and longtime friend. Uh, real excited about him being here today. We're in the PRN studio at Charlotte Motor Speedway. So uh, Daryl's in town for a little while. So, you know, you guys are wanting to be on part of the show. So, well, Judy and I work with him. We got him to come over here so we can uh, kind of buddy up a little bit and have some fun that's and right and i'm in a wheelchair and i'm still taller than he is with <laughs> <laughs> my butt too <laughs> excellent and i think we got everybody on yep excellent good morning jill good Jones. morning good morning from pennsylvania good morning good morning hello gentlemen so jeff you're in charge we'll uh, let you take over for the next hour well i'm looking forward to it and uh We'll do the best we can, but the good thing about it is I got me a co-pilot today and I'm going to make darn sure I, I use him up as much as I can because, oh, uh, again, he knows a lot more about drag racing than I'll ever know, but uh, really excited about being here and doing it for a portrait. And folks, good to see everybody up there. How you doing this morning? You say you're up in Pennsylvania. Is it raining up there? Spring City, Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's not raining yet. No, not raining it's yet. a little overcast, but that's normal around here anymore. I'd like to first uh, step in a little bit and just say I'm really um, sorry for the loss of Wanda Weenie last week. I know it's a sad week around their S&W race cars, so I want to acknowledge that right up front that uh, one of the co-founders uh, of, of S&W race cars, Walt Weenie's wife, uh, passed last week, and, and uh, our sympathies with you all. Well, thank you, Daryl. It does. It hits us hard because as you'll find out through the course of this interview, uh, we are a family. Everybody here is very tight-knit tight and close, and it, it does. It hits you, but, you know, they would want us to keep moving forward. She was a very strong lady and really the backbone of the company. So it's, it's time to, you know, wipe our tears and keep moving forward as she would want us to. So Amen. thank you. Well, I, again, I think I'm saying the same thing for me personally, and uh, the folks that he portrayed feel the same way. And I think that everybody out there that's probably tuned in uh, have got a little hurt in their heart this morning for you because I know it's a tough time. Here you are uh, representing your family-run operation, and, and that's an exciting part of it. That you know, through the good times and the bad times, and we keep pushing forward in racing. I, I've seen that, you know, drag racing and NASCAR and any, any style uh, of racing that, you know, we realize is you got to keep moving because next week's coming. It, does, it doesn't take a time out. So uh, again, we'll uh, let's get focused on what we got going on here today. And for those out here that, and including myself, 
I would like to know a little bit about the family run operation. Who would like to uh, share with me and, you know, please, you know, Randy, John, jump in there, Jill, you know, uh, just lead out and tell us a little bit about your company and what, and what you do and, and let's get going here. Well, I'm going to fill you in on our history first, because I feel that's so important. Uh, people need to trust the components and the cars are racing. And that means we're building trust in our staff, our capabilities. So you have no problem picking up the phone and ordering your components from us. And to, to take you way back, uh, Walt Wenny, our founder, along with his wife and his family, of course, uh, it started in the 1950s. And I'm gonna kind of flip through the years past or this whole interview could be filled with our history. Believe me, it's, it's, it's a, a, a long, full, rich history. But back in 1950, uh, Walt was started drag racing as a teenager. And here on the East Coast, there were not many chassis fabrication companies yet. It was kind of wide open. And he had worked for his father, who owned a sheet metal shop. So the racers and his buddies at the racetrack would come to him and start asking him to do like some tin work and some welding on their race cars. And that's what really prompted him to say, this is something I could get into. So he started working in the basement of his father's shop. That's where he got started. And along wow. with a racing buddy of his, uh, let me see here, Jim Amel. Uh, that's when they really kicked it off in 1959 when they became S&W race cars. So that's, that's where it all started. And then from there in the 60s, it really took off. They began to outgrow their location. Of course, Walt's father's basement didn't, didn't suffice for very long. So they moved into two other locations during the 1960s. And at that point in time, drag racing was really starting to boom, especially with dragsters and funny cars. As everybody knows, it was just starting to take off. And that was the beauty of it. Um, Walt being a racer, being at the racetrack, it was a, a constant feed of inputs, just like when you're driving a car. Uh, racers were giving him information. He was getting information from his cars. It was just this great exchange, which helped uh, everything keep moving forward. So our company, S&W Race Cars, kept moving forward with the industry and everybody helped each other grow and it just kept booming from there. So during the 1970s, I'm trying to skip through the decades here as much as I can. Uh, <laughs> the, whole, the whole family became involved. Uh, by the 70s, his, he had four children, three sons and a daughter, which I'll get into in a little bit. And they were both becoming of age and really getting involved as well. So the whole family was not only working at S&W during the week, uh, they were going racing on the weekends. So it was nonstop. And all of us have lived the lifestyle. We all know everybody on the screen and including mm -hmm. myself and Randy and John, we're all racers. So we know the gig. Uh, so it was just they kept going, kept learning, kept expanding. And uh, by the time they hit the 1980s, they built the building we're in today, which I believe would have been their third building, from what I understand. Third building. Third mm -hmm. building. Uh, and that was completed in 1988. 
which was about 16,000 square feet. Mm -hmm. uh, then in the 90s, uh, they, had, they had acquired in that time SRD racing. Right. And that brought on a whole other line of, we were more focused on funny cars and dragsters and they were more into door cars and door slammers. Right. You remember and, them for the, the early pro stock cars at Jenkins came out of SRD with S&W's help. Yes. And, uh, okay. Then we, we outgrew that building. So we had to add on to this one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And now we're 27,000 square feet. And during that time, you have to imagine Walt, Walt and his family, they were just taking every opportunity, every opportunity they could to keep advancing and moving forward and staying ahead of the, ahead of the curve. Yeah. Uh, because everything was changing so quickly in that time. It was what worked last week doesn't work next week. And, and that as well, all of us know it's so important when you're when you're racing to be on top. Everybody wants to be on top. Uh, you had a, a, a slew of racers in the Pennsylvania area and the east coast of the country. You had more racers there in the 70s and 80s. So there was a very quick education process from all these input from all these racers. Racing was so big um, in that part of the country back then, and it still is. But um, to your point, um, what worked one week didn't the next because you had so many people that were around buying your stuff and, and uh, contributing to the growth of SW. Yes, uh, Gary Wenny, one of Walt's sons, he was he was telling me, and, and Scott would confirm this, everybody would say it, back, back in the heyday of funny car racing, the match racers between match racing and being on the national circuit, there would be a line of rigs on Monday morning out here waiting for repair work to bodies and chassis. And they said, literally, it would be a line down the road. Yeah. Mondays and uh, Thursdays, because there used to be a lot of Wednesday night match racing back then. So That's you right. never knew what was going to meet you in the, at the shop on the, any week morning. Yeah. It was interesting. But Walt did not do it alone. As I mentioned, uh, he had his wife, Vonda, his sons, Gary, Scott, Michael, and his daughter, Terry, who, who all helped out. And they went everywhere, and they were a major part of the business. Um, and that lasted until Walt retired in 2005. I know I'm skipping a little ahead, but we don't have enough time, like I said, to go through everything. <laughs> uh, when Walt finally retired, he passed the torch to his son, Scott. And Scott was uh, in charge of the company and led all the initiatives and kept it growing into, for about 10 years. And unfortunately, he passed away early in 2015. Uh, then his brother, Michael, took over the presidency and started making advancements. And still, the whole time, everybody is keeping the business moving forward. And we became a little more focused on sportsman racing, bracket racing, as um, still heavily involved in alcohol, funny cars, but that started to taper off a little bit. And we started to really focus more yes. on the bracket racer. Uh, high dollar bracket racing started to gain popularity. And uh, that's, that's the direction we started to focus in. We also branched out to, uh, we weren't only building our own race cars, we're now supplying people who were building race cars. We were sending them components. So now we're not still only building s &W race cars, we've got our hands in other little shops all over the East Coast. Uh, and um, 
out, out, some on the West Coast too. So the business has really grown from just being building customers' cars to now we're building, we're supplying other builders. So it's a lot really of private, yes, <clears throat> private labeled, labeled right. components, <clears throat> specially, specially equipped equipment. And that's a, another division of our company is SW Precision Specialties, where we're a full service machine shop, offer water jet services, all, all kinds of um, bending and fabricating, a lot of the same skills you use in, in race car building, but more into the industrial realm. And that, that again, made the company just expand <clears throat> beyond belief, uh, working on everything from military contracts, parts for submarines, uh, stage. Wow. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Quite a bit different yeah. there in 1980. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I remember that when you were here in 1980, actually. Yes, yeah, stages wow, yeah. for rock concerts and you name it. A lot of specialty vehicles for Hollywood. We've done some very unique things here, which is fun. It keeps it exciting for everybody. Absolutely. Instead of the same yeah. stuff every day, day in, day out, you'll be like, wow, what's that? <laughs> oh, so your, your company is almost representative of a uh, octopus as far as that's concerned. You got so many arms out there. Each time you needed to branch yeah. out, you just add another arm to the, the company. So the next thing you know, you almost look like an octopus. I, I think where I want to curious about, you know, getting us up here closer to how you are today. Describe your company as far as total employees, your engineering staffs and stuff like that. I mean, how big is your company right at the moment? About 25 employees, um, most of them fabricators. Um, all of our fabricators are very qualified. Most of them can run just about every machine in the building, uh, but we try to get them focused on certain things. We've got people who focus on just building frames. We've got somebody who builds just rear housings. Uh, another guy with just two other people who just bend roll bars all day, every day. So right. we have a lot of uh, small components going out the door um, and we've got like we've got our water jet program that's got a couple of employees dedicated just to that uh, we've got a machinist who's dedicated to nothing but machinery um, and we've got a shipping department because we're always I mean there's FedEx UPS trucks everybody's pulling out of here all day long uh, so we're that's about where we're at and this of course the sales staff the busiest people in the building seem to be sales well, FedEx trucks and UPS trucks are a lot better than a bunch of racers trucks because they're a pain compared to the other to the shipping trucks. We want our stuff done overnight. Those guys are picking stuff up and shipping it overnight. And you're making money with those guys. Yeah, well, I wasn't well, glad that, you Darryl. said it, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't have to. <laughs> no, it's a it's a love hate relationship, I guess you could say. Yeah. But we all know it, in the, and that's the beauty of it. We can relate. And that's what makes us, I feel, uh, a little bit different or similar to a lot of the other companies out there and sets us aside from a lot of the other companies out there is that a large percentage of our staff are racers or members of a team yep. or they're in hardcore enthusiasts. Yep. So when, when we make your products and make these products, we totally understand what you need them to do how they have to perform, how you have to trust them, how they need to be durable and hold up to the abuse because right. we put them through the abuse. Yeah, and, and if you have a question about the product and you call up, call in, 
you're going to get somebody on the phone who's either designed it, built it, or installed it. So we pretty much, you know, we're selling products that we know how to use and how they're supposed to work. Very important. So, right. Yep. And uh, I'm just going to kind of wrap up the history segment a little bit here with myself before I head down in the shop and give you a glimpse of what's going on down there. Um, okay. Terry, Terry Wenny is now our current president and, or I'm sorry, Terry Wenny Gedalek. She is uh, now married to Mike Gedalek, her husband, and she's doing a great job and looking to take our company to the next level. And it's, it's an exciting time for us. I don't know how else to describe it because it's, it's been a long time where we're always advancing, but now it's like we can see that plateau and we're ready ready to take that leap. So Terry now is going to join you while I go down into the shop. But one, one second, I did wanna read off a quick list of some of our customers here over the years. Uh, people such as Dodger Glenn, Joe Amato, Jungle Jim, Roy Harris, Bill Mitchell, Bill Jenkins, as, as John had mentioned, Tony Bartone, Jeff Rapp, Bob Newberry, Alexis DeJuria, Mike and Kent Lewis, Nick Bonafonte, Paul Gill, Al Kenny, and of course, there are so many in between. I know I'm missing names, but Jerry and Daryl Gwynn. Yeah. <laughs> so with further ado, and I even have a picture here, of one All of right. <laughs> one of their dragsters with a time slip and i'll uh, hand that to terry because i know she would love to say hello to you daryl oh, well, thank you very much Jill. look forward to hearing from you a little bit later on good morning good morning good morning hi. how are you doing hi Great. Terry. How are you? <laughs> oh my gosh i just stopped in to really say hi because these these guys know what they're doing um but i they told me you were going to be here so i wanted to make sure i said hi <laughs> it's very nice to see you yeah, it's been a long time, huh? Yes, it has. <laughs> yeah, we have a great team here. Um, we couldn't do it without these guys, everybody. And uh, they're all either racers involved in racing, and they love the sport, which is great, and they want to be here. So can't ask for much more. Absolutely. Now, from, from what I'm seeing, you know, getting the history lesson we just did, I know that one of the uh, folks that are uh, – <clears throat> tuned into the show today was talking about how interesting it is to understand how the S&W came about. And he says that Walter told him the story many years ago. So he was enjoying basically uh, an opportunity to go back through and understand where it originated from and where it has progressed. I mean, it's, it's hard to conceive um, a company like yours that's been around this long and done this much for the sport. I mean, I, I, for me, I'm just, I'm pleasantly, you know, surprised. And I love the fact that, you know, it has been such a family driven uh, company and to see it grow. Uh, I mean, just leaps and bounds and you continue to look for new and uncharted territory to get into. I think that's what's impressive because you got engineers and I guess, you know, great people as far as salespeople are concerned, mm -hmm. coming up with different manufacturing ways uh, to create more revenue for the company. But at the same time, you're looking at who around the world can use our product and what products are needed not only today but in the future to be a being a basically a pioneer and always kind of setting the the, the trend is very impressive yeah proud of you guys 
Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And part of, part of the family is like John, he's been here off and on through the years since I was a teenager. So John's been with us and we have other employees that have been here 20 plus years, 15 plus mm -hmm. years. So they're very invested and we're a tight knit family. Yeah. And at, at, I have no problem listening to their ideas. They say, hey, let, why don't we try this? Why don't we do that? Okay, let's jump in with both feet and go. Yeah. Every, what can go wrong? Well, you know, we're get, we've already got a question here, and, and Rich was wondering, how do you go about designing your different kits? I mean, you know, you we were talking earlier about you know what we're doing, and and I see that uh, she has gotten down on the uh, end of the, the shop itself. But yeah. real quick, I mean, how do y'all come up with the right ideas as far as the kits and who needs what? Well. We listen to the customer for one thing, and we've got Randy who's at a racetrack every week. I go to racetracks as often as I can. So you, you kind of have to keep up with the trends that are going on out there right now. For the longest time, uh, it was dragsters, funny cars. Then the bracket racing thing kicked off, and there was a lot of door cars and bracket racing. Then it became economical or feasible to start running dragsters as bracket cars. And we focused on that and improved our dragster so they were good bracket cars because there's a difference between a bracket car and something that's going to be built for comp eliminator or something like that and we're still doing that because now we're, we're hearing more and more people are going back to door cars so we're trying to keep that product line fresh pickup trucks people want to drag race pickup trucks now so we're trying to develop product line along the yeah the s10s the, are, the are crazy they, i mean we're turning out S10 frames every day, roll bars a couple a day. I don't know where all these cars or trucks are coming from, but man, we're building a lot of parts. And then there's a lot of people going back and they're finding Vegas and Pintos and they want to make nostalgic cars. So we're trying to keep up on that type of stuff too. Now the, the shot we're seeing, is that still the- uh, There you in go. Spring, in Spring City? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we're actually across the street from the shop you would have visited back in the 80s, Daryl. Yeah, we're actually in the middle of a cornfield across the street. Right. <laughs> that right there is our, our tube cutting machine. It's a plasma, CNC plasma driven uh, tube cutter. He's loading, unloading a piece now. We put in 20 to 24 foot long lengths of tubing in there. And primarily it's dedicated to making roll bars and frame rails. Right. Um, when, the, when it spits the piece out, the end is miter cut or coped. So that the fit, you know, you can put that tube against another round component on the roll bar and it matches up, it's easy to weld. So that's what he's doing right there. And it'll go from that station to another station. You know, you got your end product, here's your, your roll bar all bent. How many different type of these kits do you offer for different cars, well, dragsters, whatever? Uh, wow. For, Door cars and trucks, we've probably got over a thousand different roll bars. Um, back all that's half, programmed. All that's programmed into the machines? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right there, that shot is all the different frame rails we make. Those are our masters. We periodically, when we make frame rails, uh, we can check against the master. So you've got frame rails up there for 62 Falcons, uh, second, third gen Camaros. And these are roll bars that are, they're going to get, um, bent, bundled up, and go out in FedEx. So we've got hundreds and hundreds of uh, combinations. 
here. That's the um, CNC bender. Yep. So that'll knock a roll bar out every, I, I think we can do a 10 point roll bar in about 25 minutes from raw material to having it banded up and ready for FedEx to pick it up. So that goes on all day. It's amazing right there, it really is. Yeah. I think she's heading over to where the jigs are built. That's just some miscellaneous machinery, obviously. Yeah, these are uh, workstations over here. John's cutting off. Um, not everything's cut in the plasma machine. Sometimes you have to hand cut stuff. That's a cross member he's shortening up to put into a kit. Quite a bit different from the old place I went to. About it? <laughs> yeah. I think the only thing the same that's the same, Daryl, is the rack we keep the raw material on. Yeah. But yeah. uh well, this, and Gary's still here. Yeah. Gary's still there. Yeah. 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 All right. Now, he, how about uh, Don Scholl? Is he still around? He yeah. actually just retired, what, three years ago? Yeah, he's, he's living down in Florida. I thought that. Yeah. Yeah. He pops in when he comes up here for the summer to race. Yeah, he comes up for the summer and they run a, a, a nine, a dot 90 car, him and his son. Um, cool. Well, that's cool. He's still in the family and all you guys. That's oh, yeah. just, uh, it gives me the chills that you guys are all still family run sport. I mean, business after all these years, yeah. you know, you see the Morosos and we saw what happened, you know, um, Rick Moroso is still in charge of Moroso, but you know, these family run companies, they, they sometimes, you know, if there's no, um, kids to take over, you see the family run businesses get bought out, but it's great to see that, uh, yeah. that uh, the family the, is still involved and all you guys are like family and you just still keep pushing and pushing. Yep, that's true. Hey, real quick, what are we, what are we looking at here? I know it's a chassis of some kind, but since I'm not a drag racer, I'm not sure what, what I'm, I'm not, seeing. I'm not sure what I'm looking at either. All okay. right, that's, that's two versions of a, of a back half. Um, the one you're looking at right now is round tube chromoly. It's a four link kit. You would cut the floor out of the back of your... Uh, Camaro and put that in and now you'd have a race car suspension under it and a, a really stable chat platform. And the, that version right there is the two by three, which is a little bit, a lot of guys who want to build pro, pro touring or pro street cars will go with the two by three. It's a little more stable if you're going to run the thing on the street. Um, and this right here is one of the frames that is a jig where the rails are put in and all the cross members and all the suspension brackets are located from the jig. It'll be tacked up and later on this afternoon, it'll come out and they'll weld it up and we'll have another one ready to get shipped. Beautiful workmanship right there. Thank you. Yes. Really nice. Yeah, we've got a lot of good employees, a really talented people. <laughs> Do you have a like a quality control yes. officer or uh, individual that checks the tubing as it comes in? I know with, with a lot of you know here in stock yeah. car, you know we we check our stuff to make sure that what we're getting is very consistent. You know, so we we are able to be dependable on what we're getting on flex and everything like that. Yeah, we do that. Um, there's different people that do it. Somebody who might inspect the inbound raw material is not the same guy who's going to inspect the outbound finished product. But yeah, we do that. Plus we we've been working with the same suppliers for so long 
they know how fussy we are. Um, and they, right. they actually will cater to our needs, but yeah. Okay, that right there is a rear housing that's gonna go into one of our S10 frames. Uh, that's a standard nine inch Ford with a back brace, uh, ladder bar brackets on it. That jig is um, set up to do nothing but rear housings all day, every day. Mm. For just about every frame we build, we end up building a rear housing. So that's that workstation. Now, do y'all have a, 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 a variety of materials that you build with, or do you stay with just basically, you know, chromoly throughout the whole deal? No, we, we offer um, mild steel and chromoly. What you're looking at right there is the bot, that's a two rear housings. The top one is a chromoly fabricated rear housing, very specific for a specific chassis, um, probably custom ordered to a specific width. And, that is a standard rear that will go in a um, one of our chassis kits, but we we offer the different materials because of the the difference in price. So the guy with who doesn't have the big budget can still build a race car, uh, he just can't build it out of chrome molly. And al also, we find that some of our our racers, our customers. They don't want to TIG weld everything. Uh, and then and the sanctioning bodies require anything that's chrome molly to be TIG welded. So, but if they build it out of mild steel, they can use a MIG welder. So that's why we have choices in materials. Okay, with that being said, we see a lot of these parts are uncoated. Uh, mm -hmm. Can the parts be spec with paint or a powder coating from your company? They can, but usually we will let the customer do that themselves. A lot of our Suspension components will go out powder coated, but rear housings, um, generally the customer wants to take care of doing that himself. This is one of our rear engine dragsters that uh, uh, Randy might know the details on it. This yeah. was sold to a, a customer, a longtime customer of ours. It's not the first car he's ordered from us. This is a, it's a 240 swing arm four link dragster. Um, there's some custom stuff on it. All our cars are pretty much, when they're ordered, we do them custom to fit you. Um, you can mount the shifter, put the dash where you'd like it. Um, this is going to get a race pack. The dash is laying there. You can see it's cut out for the race pack. The shifter's mounted. Um, he's finishing mounting the deflector plate this morning, and then he's going to start mounting the body. Yeah, it, it's getting a one-piece fiberglass body. It'll have aluminum engine panels on it. See, we have a carbon fiber seat insert. Uh, that, that's a four-link car. That torque arm don't go with the dragster. <laughs> no, <that's, laughs> these cars have changed a bit since you drove them, Daryl. You got a dragster with a rear suspension on it. Now, with that being said, and what we're looking at here and what you were describing, can you get a turnkey, I mean, complete ready-to-race type deal from your yes. company? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we can build it however you'd like it. And we've done it every different way. We send it out as a kit, separate pieces. They build them at home, and we send them out the door where we've actually taken the car and met the, the owner at the racetrack and watched him make test runs with it. This, this car right here, um, this guy brought us his car, and he wants it all redone. Uh, he sent us a, a, a Scott Schaffer off motor. 
Um, there's an FTI transmission and converter here for it. We're going to take the back half kit that is in it. He doesn't like it. It's somebody else's product. He wants our stuff underneath it. So we're putting a whole frame underneath it, um, rewiring it, plumbing it. He'll be able to start it and drive it out of here when it's done. Okay, we got another question. And since we're at this juncture with this vehicle, um, the did y'all have y'all got a design you're going to put underneath here? Because you know, do y'all develop the chassis and suspension parts? You know, for this particular car, after looking at what was there and what he didn't like, I mean, how do you how do you handle that as far as your company's concerned? He's seen uh, one of our pro touring kits, which is more of a street version uh -huh. of the back half. Um, that's what he's going to put underneath this. He's going to more drive this car on the street, maybe race it once or twice a year, but it's more going to be a cruiser. Okay. <clears throat> and our pro touring back half is set up for that. It is very reliable on the street. You could actually put, you know, take it to a, do a track day and it would perform well at the track, or you can take it to a drag strip, but it'll perform well at a drag strip. He's got a lot more stuff than when I was there last time. That's for sure. Yeah, about it. yeah. This is a this is a machine shop area back in here. Uh, we got CNC milling and CNC turning and uh, CNC press brakes. Gills walk. Probably being shut it's shut down to set up for the next job, and I believe the machinist will be at one. Uh oh. That now, Terry, this may be something you can help us with. Uh, Al would like to know can you tell us the NHRA mm -hmm. champion winners and world champions that have drove, maybe y'all have helped with, or cars that come out of your shop? Huh? <laughs> I don't know that I can answer that. Manzo, for sure. Sort of breaking up here. Hmm. Uh oh. I didn't really hear the question. Um, I'm just going to narrate. This is the water jet, uh, which is also shut down because it's launched, but that's a CNC machine. It'll cut, it's right now it's set up to cut an outside customer's parts out of stainless steel. And this one is cutting right at the moment. You can see, I mean, this is how diverse we are. This this is cutting out rubber gaskets for people that make electrical boxes uh, to seal the boxes off. And we have a second water jet over here, which is usually dedicated to S&W products. Um, I think today we're cutting steel in it. Cut, we usually cut our suspension brackets, our mid plates, our motor plates we come out of that. And Jill's now heading back to uh, shipping and receiving. And I think the shipping and receiving area is as big as the uh, shop you were probably in, Daryl, back in back in the day. Mm -hmm. But we keep this is our warehouse. All the products we make and everything we um, we sell, other components, rod ends, brake kits, struts, shocks, springs hardware is all kept back here. 
So Jill, uh, Jill can hear me that sticker that was on the cabinet back there, that yellow and black sticker. That's an important sticker to show everybody. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. That, um, that's, uh, that was that, tell, describe that for, for everybody that's on, uh, uh, Terry. Well, we, we were nominated to be uh, chassis builder of the year. And I think it was actually two or three was, years. We were nominated many years. We won it twice. And we won it twice, which is quite an honor. Yep. Yes, it is. Over the years, there have been many honors uh, to the company, Walt, Scott, and, and all, all of our customers. I mean, we have so many customers that have had great achievements. It's really something to be proud of. There's a lot of hardcore racers up part, that part of the country, that's for sure. Yeah, we're lucky to have so many drag strips around us and dirt tracks. Uh, there's a lot of racing in this area. Yes, there is. Okay, if we've got somebody <clears throat> watching here and they were wondering about, you got all these parts and pieces, and some of them they, you know, you got the the chassis that come in, but yet you still have to finish assemble them. So, what does the average race team need equipment wise to be able to complete putting some of your components, you know, together? Uh, like if they bought one of our kits, what do they need in yeah. their shop? Yeah. We'll start with a tape measure, uh, <laughs> a welder. Uh, I mean, do level. you need a jig? I mean, do you need a fixture or something to work off of, you know, a surface plate or something? Yes and no. If, if you're going to build a dragster, an altered, or a roadster, you really need some type of a jig. With the door cars, we, we put them on a jig, but you don't necessarily need them. You can use the body of the car <clears throat> as the jig. You just have yeah. to get it leveled, squared. And you build the chassis inside that, inside the body. Uh, so there's, you know, I mean, a lot of our customers, they're just not going to, they're going to build one car. They're not going to invest in a jig plate. Yes. But, you know, they'll, they'll come up with something. They'll go get an I-beam or something and build it from that. Those are rear housings for our inventory. I know it's not recommended, but we've, uh, we've done a lot of stuff off the floor before <laughs> back yeah, in the man. day. And, uh, we were successful at doing it at the time because that's all we had to work with. But um, obviously jigs are much better. Yeah, I still talk to customers every day who, you know, do I need a jig? And I tell them, no, you don't, but you really, you've got to establish some plane as being the baseline, the ground right. level, or, or, you know, and you work off of that, call that ground zero and work from there up. Um, and then once you've got like that back half, once you've got that in the car, that becomes your reference point for everything, your wheelbase, uh, where you're going to locate your shocks, your roll bar is going to tie into that. That's more inventory waiting to get shipped out right there. Okay. Let me ask you this. When you do sell a kit and you're telling this, the, the purchaser and they're asking questions again, I'm talking about a novice. I'm not talking about people who really, are um, experienced racers. Mm -hmm. Do you have an outline? Do you you have a, a like an assembly ABC? You know, you need to do this first. You need to do that next, and try to get this. And you know, I'm saying something to yeah. kind of like follow along. Yeah, all of our products, we, they're getting to be available. We have instructions for all of them. Most of them are on okay. the web. If you were to buy a chassis, 
let's say for a, a 2005 Mustang, you want to put a tube chassis in it, we have a kit for it. You're going to get all the tubing from us cut to a nominal length with a door card. We don't like to have finished lengths because even when they come off the production line, tolerances aren't held that tight. But you're going to get a full set of drawings that shows you where every tube goes in relationship to some component on the body, say the, the wheel opening at the back. And right. then you get a bill of materials. The items are all numbered and that ties to the to the detailed drawings. And those two things will help you get the kit together. And of course, we have an 800 line that can always call in and we'll help you work walk through it. But most of our kits have been built so many times that uh, we've 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 added information to our drawings based on customer feedback. So they're pretty detailed instructions they get. I think that's one of the most important things you've said here is because you know there's there's people of all all types of age, ages and and knowledge and everything across the country mm -hmm. that buy these kits and you really have to uh, be prepared for what whatever they may have uh, uh, you know physically and mentally capable capable of you know they may not have all the tools they may not have all the expertise but right. if they got the instructions, I can read instructions. Yeah, yeah, that's basically right. Uh, we do get a lot of, and we use that feedback from our customers to improve our product lines. Everything, even roll bars, you know, we get cars in here that uh, we measure the car and make a roll bar for it. And we might get feedback from a customer saying, you know, if you could just make this bend a little bit tighter, it would really fit the car a lot better and, and we'll take all of that in consideration and we'll change the product line if or improve it if that's what we think is going to work best well i think that's a, a tribute to you guys realizing as you say and you, you're talking to your customers you you know you're getting <clears throat> feedback and that feedback helps the future of the sport because you're educating people that uh, don't have the experience right. but yet they want to get in the game if you understand what I'm saying, I mean, yeah. having, having somebody that you can pick up the phone, ask a question because, you know, they don't understand it the way you and you, if you got the outline, but the more that you can get that kind of confidence, you talk about that earlier, people have got confidence and got trust that no matter what they get from you, you're going to get the service. You're going to give a, get a product that's, that's well built to begin with. And then if you just will listen to us, you can create your own, Mm -hmm. basically hot rod and make it work and work the way it needs to. If, uh, right. and if you need a little help, we're here to help you. Yep. They get confidence in us and then they, yep. they pass that information on to their buddies. And uh, that's how we grow our customer base. I think through the, the, our product support and the quality of our product. Yeah. And when customers call mm -hmm. in, I mean, they can not knowing where to start. Randy can tell them, Hey, what kind of ask them first, what kind of yeah. car you got? What do you want to do with it? And he can tell them, well, here's where you want to start. Here's what you want to do first. And depending on how much money you have, do this and it'll get you started. And then down the road, you can add this, this, and this. So we can guide them through this process. Yeah. You know, um, you made me think about this and, and Randy, maybe you can help, help answer the question. Have you been stumped on anything anybody's called in and said, we want to take this and make it into mm -hmm. a drag racer because, you know, automatically we think about Novas and Camaros and Mustangs, you know, Cudas, you know, you know what I'm saying? Chrysler products. But have you been, 
anybody called you and say, Hey, I want to do this. And you had to kind of like, uh, I'll get back with you. Yeah. That we had a guy the other week that had a front wheel drive. I forget what it was, Pontiac something front wheel drive. And he was going to make it rear wheel drive and he wanted to move. The motor was going to be in the middle of the car. He had some crazy project he was trying to do. Oh, he was a rocket scientist. Is that what you're telling me? (laughs) The rocket scientist? Yeah. 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 But not, I mean, most of the time they're pretty good. They have a basic idea. Yeah. Sometimes you have to steer them in a slightly different direction. An example of that is a lot of, like we said, the S10s are red hot. A lot of guys will buy a standard cab S10 and then all of a sudden they want to go fast enough where they need a certified chassis. And you have to, you know, break their heart. Like by the time you get all the components in that chassis and in the cab of that truck to make it certifiable, the driver won't be able to get in the vehicle. You know, you, you should have started with an extended cab. We get, so we try to steer them in that direction too. But they do stump us once in a while, but we usually come up with a pretty good alternative. Hey, I do have a question. Is Jill lost? I mean, she has shown us a lot of this. <laughs> and, 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 I, mean, every, I look, okay, well, we're in the offices. And also, I, I'm in the foyer. She, she's everywhere. Yeah, she, she hasn't even hit the I'm second everywhere. <laughs> We've seen everything but the dumpster. <laughs> hey, uh, Jill, Jill, we don't need to see the ladies' room, okay? We don't need to see the ladies' room. Okay. Well, this was my last stop before the ladies room, but uh, I'm going to end it right here and join you back up in the conference room in a couple of minutes. Okay. I hope you enjoyed the tour. Darryl, it, it has been fascinating. It really has. Your experience with us. I'm sorry. I said, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your history and experience with S and W. Well, um, it's, it's funny you asked because um, I remember it well, and uh, it seemed like every time I needed something from you guys, it was an emergency. You know, I would come up there out of desperation and spend three or four days at a time up there. And uh, either because I had a crash race car that you were fixing or updating or um, moving the motor or moving something in the car. Um, but I got to thinking on the way over here, um, the first four to five years of my career, um, all I did was drive S&W cars. And my dad in the late 70s had a S&W car that I got my license in. So basically the car I got my license in up to the, you know, for the first five years of it, there you go. That's a picture yeah. right there of me and Bill Mullins in the final in Fremont, California, where yeah. that car right there um, didn't even have paint on it yet. It didn't even have paint on it. And it it ran like you can't believe that was the quickest side by side run ever in the history of the sport. And it was just a, a small hillbillies out of South Florida named Daryl Gwynn and Jerry Gwynn. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and like I say, you make it seem like it was just yesterday. Well, those were great times. And, um, you know, it, I, I remember I've had dinner with the, the family at the house before, and I've rode, uh, rode with Terry on her horses back in the day. <laughs> um, do you still have a horse, Terry? No, no, but I actually live in the same neighborhood where that farm was and where I used to live. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, I go back a long ways with the, the Weenie family yeah. and, um, uh, 
all great people. You know, we were a family racing and my dad used to race against Walt. Um, so that's kind of how it all started. My dad went up there and bought his car. My dad, my dad ran a very competitive car that you guys built. As a matter of fact, <clears throat> the car that you guys built for my dad was an alcohol funny car. And it was a, it was a very, very competitive and a good looking car, but it also had, if you remember, we had a funny car body and we had an altered body, altered body. Yeah, for it. And it, it was a really, really good looking car. And uh, you could either have a, have a bodied car that was hard to drive or a altered car that was hard to drive because either one of them back in the day they were both not easy to drive but then you stick an altered body on it with a wing on it and uh it tended to be a wild ride back then now daryl and i were talking earlier um the progression of nat of, of drag racing where suspension cars are getting more into the days. I mean, that's where the speed's coming from now. You guys are, are making changes uh, and, and it's getting, these cars are going faster and faster because of it, you know, and we're talking about, even though the, the tracks are going to are getting shorter, you guys are still achieving incredible speeds. How, how do you continue to be on the cutting edge and learning how to, 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 apply this i mean do y'all spend a lot of time at the racetrack testing with you know with your teams or is it all through feedback um i don't know on the bracket side i mean i race every weekend uh-huh um i'm mainly at maple grove um if they're not running i go somewhere else um just over the years the the experience talking to other people talking to other customers the four links on the card today um, they're more of a safety deal. I mean, you get a solid car, the speeds they're running, these tracks back, some of the tracks ain't exactly smooth. You get into a bouncing problem uh -huh. when you're trying to stop. So the four link anymore today, you don't see too many dragsters not having a rear suspension. I was telling Jeff earlier that how impressed I am with some of these pro mod cars with that are running so fast with suspension yeah. and for, for me i've never raced a car with suspension in my whole life so to look at a pro mod and the motor the way that if you just physically look at the at a pro mod the motor's hanging almost over the front end of the car it doesn't look like it will go down the racetrack i mean i would never think a car that had that much weight on the front end could go down the racetrack but the suspension of those cars have allowed, you know, the, the technology has allowed these cars to be incredibly fast uh, and, and grip the track, uh, you know, with, with an amazing effort from the suspension that I've, that just blows me away these days. Yeah, well, that's the, where the four link comes in. It's very tunable. So you can set up the instant center and how it's going to transfer the weight. And what they're doing with shock absorbers is crazy these days. Um, that takes a that does take a rocket scientist, I think, sometimes to yeah. figure out the shock settings. <laughs> but you know, it's it's the tunability of the car. We're, we are we're building um, suspensions that they can fine tune, dial the car in for any racetrack. Yeah. What do you what do you see in the future as far as you know your operations concerned? What's what's going to be the next big step? Do you do you 
foresee? Hmm. Well, <laughs> we're, still sort of re we're still sort of recovering from the whole COVID thing. Right. Um, we have awesome, awesome customers that stuck with us. We shut down for a little bit. Um, March, April, in June, we started bringing employees back. Um, they were willing, they placed order, orders with us just to be in line to get their parts, even though we were working remotely and it was just uh, a handful of us here in the building till we felt uh, good enough and everybody felt comfortable enough to come back to work. And our shop is so big, we can, we're spaced out enough that we're not on top of each other. Um, and like I said, we're pretty much a family. We've been through this all together and we've all been together every day, day in and day out. And yep. luckily we've fared very well through this, but right now we're sort of uh, rebuilding, reorganizing, uh, cleaning, <laughs> re <laughs> replacing equipment. Um, yeah. Just some of the stuff that hasn't been done over the years um, and we're really focusing on the parts part of the business. Um, we have a few cars coming in and out, but it's actually hard to find skilled workers. We're lucky we have the, the crew that we have here. Uh, they're all very good at what they do. They're very knowledgeable uh, and everybody works well together, um, but it's more of ramping up the equipment to be ready to do anything and adjust with the technology. Yeah, you've got a group, a great group of loyal uh, employees there for sure. Yes, absolutely. Well, the other thing is too, real quick, I just wanna make sure that I shared this with you that uh, Jill and everybody there Y'all did a great job as far as the tour is concerned. We had an opportunity to see behind the scenes and see where the backbone of this company is. Hey, there you are, Jill. How you doing? Yeah. You must have got back from the ladies' room. It's one of the cool things right now, and I'm so excited about being a part of Epartrate and what they have come up with to allow uh, someone like me. You know, I've been around racing my entire life, but you know, I don't know drag racers. I don't, I don't, I've learned so much in the last six months from going into some of the shops, uh, from, you know, transmission bills to your, your company now, uh, get my eyes open. You know, now I get to hang out with Daryl, you know, I haven't seen him in a couple of years. So it's, it's really refreshing to see that this type of company, and I'm talking about a portrait coming up with a, a platform where we get an opportunity to do a zoom call and all of a sudden catch up with what's going on in your world uh and it clearly you can see y'all are y'all are building stuff as fast as you can and popping stuff out and, you, and you're there to, to serve everybody not just racers the military and any kind of local companies that we can help you know we're we're a big business and at the same time it's very refreshing i think once again to go back to the fact you're a family owned you know you're 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 grassroots you know racers and, and a company and you've grown throughout the years and decades, I should say, to get where you are today. And, you know, you still have an extremely bright, bright future. Yes, you do. Thank you. Yes, thank you. I like the fact that we got the tour and uh, for everybody on the um, 
on this whole thing that they got the tour as well. You know, we got to see the behind the scenes and uh, you know, it's just, it's one thing to be sit here and talk about the technical stuff. It's another thing to see people actually doing the work and how the work is being done. Yeah, we're glad to share that with you. A lot of people who come and pick up parts want to get tours. And we used to do it, but now you really can't do that because, you know, you've got to be so careful with this, with what's going on. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's you a really great do. opportunity for us to show our shop to the, to the world. Well, the, the cool thing about it, too, let's don't forget everything you did today, Jill, it's now been documented. It will be archived <laughs> and you can go to ePartrait and you can pull it up and look at it. You know, if you wanted to see more, because again, I hated the fact that, you know, we were talking and, you know, trying to get through a lot of other stuff. I wish we'd had more time to say, okay, what are we looking at here, Jill? Yeah. You know, fortunately, John was giving us a lot of tutorial stuff, you know, as we went through and he really did a great job of seeing and talking about what you were showing. But I know right now for myself, I'd love to go back and look at it again. Cause I, I'm, I am a, a mechanical gear, you know, uh, geek to a certain degree. I love equipment yep. and what it can do for you. I mean, the uh, the laser, you know, cutting the tubing like it is, the, the uh, automated vendors. Vendors. I mean, all that stuff there is what makes your company efficient and accurate. You know, that's the the repeatability, consistency mm -hmm. is yeah. so important in anything. That's where I was asking about your quality control. If you get a bad batch of tubing, that can affect the overall performance of a, of a race car. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got to build a, once again, go back to that trust deal that we talked about so much early on. You've got to get that established. You got to know when I pick up the phone, when it gets here, I don't have to question. It's going to be right. 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 And I think, again, that's a big tribute to the, the process that y'all have put into place. Excellent job. And uh, I'm excited for the future. I think Daryl will say the same thing. I think anybody that's involved in, dra in racing, drag racing in particular, um, S and W is where you need to go. It puts a smile on my face to talk to all you guys, and uh, it's nice to see you. Yeah, it's Thank great you. to see you. Thanks. Yeah, for I really, I feel like I'm part of their family, even though I haven't seen all of them in so many years. Uh, well, we're having a family reunion yes, today. Yes, we are. <laughs> it's all good. I won a lot of races with these guys, yeah. and uh, we had a lot of fun. And uh, we didn't realize how much fun we were having, did we? No. <laughs> and Jeff, anytime you're in the area and you want to stop in, and Daryl, of course, you're welcome to come in. Give well, us hopefully maybe I can, because again, uh, you know, things are starting to free up a little bit and I feel Thank good you. about going to companies. Uh, I'm a lot like you. There are certain places I go regularly. I have no problem going in their business. I love talking, racing with them. But I want to make sure everybody feels comfortable that I can come through your company and not be a threat to you. Uh, and I, because I can already tell y'all are not a threat to each other. So I feel comfortable coming in there. That's a, that's a great yeah, thing. We're good. I think we got Francis sitting here. He is uh, getting ready to come out. We're getting right at the end of our little deal. But folks, y'all have got a wonderful company. Uh, I'm excited you're part of the Partrake family also. And I know that Judy speaks very highly of you. She uh, gave me a lot of insight before yes, we does. got a chance to, you know, to talk today about how wonderful you folks have been. So uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. And again, good luck in the future. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. And thank you, Jill, for organizing the tour and doing the little rehearsal on Monday to make sure everything works smoothly and it worked beautifully. Right, Judy? Yes, it did. Thank you, everybody at SNW. Appreciate that. Thank you, Jeff, for helping Daryl.
<laughs> he helped me. Very he helped me. I know. I know. You both were so excited to see each other. <laughs> Excellent. Th thank you very much. The webinar has been recorded. It will be posted on the ePortrait platform and on YouTube within the next hour. And uh, next week, we'll be back here for uh, double webinars. We'll have the people from Intercomp. We're going to be talking about chassis setup. And then we're going to have our good friend from Racer joining us. And we're going to go inside SVRA and Transam. So next week, we'll talk, drag ra uh, we'll talk road racing, sorry. And then we'll talk uh, chassis setup equipment. So thank you very much. And we'll, uh, we'll see you next Wednesday. In the meantime, SNW products have been pushed to the homepage of the ePortrait platform. So please feel free to log in, go on there and check it out and then connect with them directly. Right, Judy? Perfect. Well said. Thank you, everyone. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you.